Hey, 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 everyone. It's Dr. Tamar Beckford with Your Curing Docs, and we are on our Docs Who Cure podcast. And I'm super excited today because we have a wonderful doc. And then we found out that our paths have been crossing. Did not even know it, but I'll let you know how that happened, right? So today we're talking about how to build generational wealth. Mm -hmm. I know you're all excited. And one of the great ways to do that is through real estate. So I'm going to tell you all about this wonderful doc. We're going to hear all about her story and how she did that and now how she's going to help you all do that for yourself, right? So let me bring her in in our Your Caring Docs fashion. So this wonderful doc, she's a graduate from Medra Medical College, yes, and then she did her residency at UMDNJ, New Jersey Medical School. Does that sound familiar? That's right. That's where I went to med school. So throughout this time, we were past crossing paths and did not even know it. This wonderful doctor did her residency in radiology. And then as most of my docs, they didn't usually stop there. She went ahead and she did a fellowship at SUNY Downstate. So hello to all my SUNY people in breast imaging. She worked as a breast imaging radiologist for many, many years. But then she decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and build generational wealth. So after doing that, she decided to start Generational Wealth MD, where she helps high-income professionals access financial freedom through real estate. So welcome, 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 our wonderful doctor, Dr. Param Balandandapani. Where is my... Woo, here we go. Hello, hello, Doc. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here, Tamara. I love what you're doing. I've been a follower for a while, and I'm so excited to be here today with you. Uh, I'm excited because I know a lot of people are watching, and they're like, wow, generational wealth? Whoa, how do we do that? Super excited. Yes, this is the place to be. All righty, so before we get started, we want to find out a little bit more about you, Dr. Param. So we're going to dig deep into the crates and go back into time and tell us like what made you decide to do medicine in the first place okay this is going to be a weird answer for many of you but mm -hmm. uh when i was born my dad already knew that he wanted me to become a physician right so culturally <laughs> where i come from I it's very common yeah for our parents to pick our mm -hmm. careers our spouses so um <laughs> it wasn't weird at all growing up and I, I wanted to work towards it but looking back and i want to say this looking back i don't think i would have picked anything else because I love uh, what we do, um, helping mm -hmm. people. I love that we've trained um, all these years to be able to understand the human body better mm -hmm. and understand how it works and how to treat it. And that's a blessing because because it, it is a marvel, right? And, and so I'm mm -hmm. um, looking back, I wouldn't have done anything else, but that's how it got started. <laughs> like okay here you are by the way i love you my dear little param but this is what you're gonna be <laughs> i love it i love it Alrighty. so now as you were in medical school you got your training and then you decided that you know what i like radiology so what made you decide to go down that path well, I really like the diagnostic aspect of radiology, mm -hmm. you know, just being a detective. I remember I used to always read all these detective mystery books growing mm -hmm. up. And so I like that diagnostic aspect of it. I felt like um, clinicians also rely heavily on the radiologist's diagnosis. So that mm -hmm. was great. And then I also like the fact that 
I, I initially, when I thought radiology, I really wanted to be an interventional radiologist. Mm -hmm. And I like the therapeutic part over there. So it's diagnostic and therapeutic. The combination just sounded great. It was very exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, but I then gravitated towards women's imaging. And I will say that uh, it was A, because I, I liked that. I liked being part of that diagnosis. You know, mm -hmm. the ACS slogan, um, creating a world with more birthdays. That's what you do day in and day out Ooh, as a women's imager when that. you're screening for cancer. Yeah, I, I like the, the part where I was able to do biopsies and hold women's hands through the whole process. Um, I'm there for them. And then I also was inspired by these women. I met the resilience that they showed while they were going through the whole process, even after they were diagnosed with cancer. It was just, it was, it was nice. And um, to be completely honest, it was also a lifestyle decision because as a breast mm -hmm. imager, you don't take calls, you don't work weekends. And I thought that uh, I knew even then that as things progressed with my family, I would want to have that control over my schedule. And so it made sense for me. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So now you've been doing this and like you're meeting all these wonderful people. And like we said, you know, you're seeing all these resilience in these women and they're there and you're working, working, working. But after a while, you said that, that, that something occurred within um, like personally that made you realize like, wow, I might have to make a change in what I'm doing. So can you tell us about that? Absolutely. And um, like one of my coaches says, the the breakthroughs and the breakdown. So I got to a point where, you know, I you have like, everything is, uh, is not the way you expected it to be. So 10 years out of training, I was working as a radiologist, high income subspecialty. I was doing everything right. I was investing. I had, I was investing in the stock market. I happened to have a, an amazing mentor who kind of got me started in real estate investing. Wasn't really focusing on it that much, but I did a little bit of it. So it was just, you know, doing my own thing. Um, 10 years on the line, I had a, um, a job transition where mm -hmm. uh, there was a merger and um, the job profile was shifting. I didn't really have a lot of uh, negotiation power. Um, I was losing autonomy. I had mm -hmm. another job lined up, but the whole transition period, there was a point where we were negotiating. Um, I had this other job, but I was willing to stay where I was and um, it didn't work out and they received Rescinded my contract, and I was like, "What is happening?" Um, you know, I've oh, always wait, been. Wait, wait, wait! Slow down. <laughs> wow. So you have the place where you were, and you're trying to negotiate with them. You have a place where you think you're going. So the place where you were said, "Okay, um, you know, we are no longer like you're going to be working with you." The place where you think you're going says, "Oh, by the way, I'm snatching away that too." So you're like. Oh, no, the, the place where I was going was there. The place where I was, the management changed completely. So oh, all the old, the management was out. It was a new management. Um, I was used to having 12 weeks vacation, not taking call, um, not working weekends. I had that and I had mm -hmm. autonomy over my schedule. I was beginning to lose a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And in the process, um, that contract fell through. But I had the other place that was lined up, which was an amazing job also. But okay. uh, obviously, the, the flexibility in my schedule wasn't as much. I had less autonomy, it was a more structured uh, organization, per se. Mm -hmm. So but the whole process itself just caused so much anxiety. And it, you know, it uh, flowed through into my personal life also. Absolutely. So it was a time when it was stressful and that's when and so like they say you know it's like a low point but that brings with it the obstacle brings with it opportunities and Absolutely. so what happened looking back is that that really got me thinking about financial freedom I was like I don't want to be in this position ever again mm -hmm. I want to have um, complete autonomy and what do I need for that I need to have financial freedom for that so um, and I always talk about passive income flow right so if mm -hmm. I'm spending like two months doing something and that isn't uh, two hours a month doing something and that's uh, and I'm generating enough money passive income for me to 
to meet all of my family's expenses, you know, my 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 regular needs as well as any discretionary luxury spending. So if it meets all of that, then I have the freedom to choose and I have more control over everything, right? And I mm-hmm. don't have to go through the anxiety um, that comes with it. So I started looking into all of that and I realized that I didn't want to spend 10 to 15 years doing it. So the stock market mm-hmm. wasn't going to work. I didn't <laughs> want to, and I don't believe that you need to work harder and save more to get to financial freedom. It was just, mm-hmm. that's just not how I function. It w- wouldn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for something where I could create a system where it would be passive income. Mm-hmm. I would do it without going crazy, working harder or penny pinching. Mm-hmm. And I realized because I had my stock market and real estate portfolios at that point, I realized that with a third of my money in real estate, I was generating twice as much in passive income. And I was wow. like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> Why haven't I been doing the calculations? <laughs> the reevaluation of like, okay, wait a minute. How do we, like a third of your real your income or actually you're investing and you're making more twice as much in passive income um and i was at that point only spending two hours a month on my real estate portfolio right and and it was it was generating twice as much as my stock portfolio where i had three times the money it's like okay so why wasn't i (laughs) i need to put more attention So that's when I started doing all my education. I started Mm -hmm. taking tax courses. I got performance coaches. I really, and then um, that was 2019, 2020, early 2020. I was doing all that. I realized that I wanted to ramp it up. And I had a three-year goal for myself. I was like, in three years, I want to hit financial freedom. And I want to mm-hmm. get to the point where, you know, if I didn't work, it would be perfectly fine. And uh, what I realized is that once I got started, I was able to do that in 12 months. Wow. And uh, I was able to get to the point where my portfolio would sustain my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and at that point, I mean, that's when the pandemic hit, right? 2020. Um, I, I was in a good job. I had the ability to work from home two days a week, which is amazing. A lot of people didn't have that opportunity. But yeah. without childcare, uh, with my son studying from home, he was... Uh, five at the point my daughter was two she wasn't going to preschool so working from home meant taking care of the kids all day and doing my work and I would I noticed that a lot of days I was up till midnight trying to read uh cases my mm-hmm. my you know the the the, the, the Balance. volume of cases <laughs> had increased yeah mm-hmm. and I was reading like x-rays as opposed to doing a lot of women's imaging which is what I you know was trained for and so it wasn't very RVU heavy so there was a little bit of pressure over there trying to juggle everything and uh, I didn't realize this, but I was getting burnt out right at that point. Yeah. And um, but at this this at this point, I had built that passive income floor, so I now had the autonomy. I had the ability to negotiate, and I went and told them, you know, I can work a day, um, a week, uh, you know, at most, but it's not. I won't be able to do more than that. And I was able to negotiate that. So mid year this year, I I quit my full time position, mm-hmm. and I work on average three shifts a month now because that's all I can do because my kids are young. <laughs> They, at this point, they would love to spend every minute of their day with me. And I felt that I didn't want to push retirement out to a point where the kids are out of the home and I'm trying to figure out, you know, um, mm-hmm. this new lifestyle for myself. So I want to do it right away. And that's what I, I've done. So this year I quit my full-time position and uh, and now this is what I do. Yeah. And uh, in the process, uh, I also created Generational Wealth MD because... Mm-hmm. I wanted to help other people do the same thing because I noticed that. And Tamara, I know you talk about this a lot, right? Physician burnout is real. Mm-hmm. 
and and I think there are two components to it. There is the there is the circumstance part, and then there's the thoughts. And we work on both of those at all times. You work on shifting the way you you know you approach things. You talk about boundaries. But uh, I find that a very powerful thing in actually changing our circumstances is the is having that passive income floor because then you're actually able to hey say that draw you know negotiate better, draw those terms, and say this is what I can do, and mm-hmm. I, I hope this works. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. So I love, you know, you took control, essentially, you looked at where your life was at the time, right? You're like, well, the pandemic is hit and I, I'm homeschooling, I'm mommying, and I'm also being a full-time doc. I'm reading <laughs> radiology reports. And not only you read, you're reading um, the chest x-ray, you're trained mostly to do breast imaging. Now, now reading chest X-ray and breast imaging, rest, rest assured you have all the training to do it all, but you're still not even doing exactly what you were trained to do. If we think about the beginning portion of this, the reason you went into the breast imaging portion, you know, the interaction with the females to be able to see how empowering they were when they were, you know, at some of their lowest points, but they still had such great energy and then they fought and then they had many more birthdays, which is what you're saying, right? The slogan, yeah. many yeah. more birthdays. So now you're being pulled away from that. You're having mommy duty. So the two-year-old, I'm pretty sure if anyone has a two-year-old, if you're sitting here trying to do work at a computer and having a two-year-old. She was always on my lap, right? Attaining <laughs> into the dictaphone. I'm like, okay, you can't do that. Exactly. And you're doing the dictaphone. It absolutely would have been challenging. So as you now look back and you know, you're like, well, this is not the way that I want. And I want to be able to spend the time with my kids you know, not later, but now I want that be able to retire, not later, but now. So you're able to do that. So you looked at your portfolio and realized that real estate is a great way in order to help to build that wealth. So now we've moved on from not only you built your own wealth, your own generational wealth, but now you're like, let me help others do the same. So now you Generational Wealth MD is born. <laughs> exactly. So what what are some of the things that you're doing within Generational Wealth MD? Yeah, just to give you a little bit of a backstory. So it started off with this little community on social media, right? Mm-hmm. WhatsApp. And I'm like, okay, let people get together. We'll share ideas. And then I started doing the Q&As, the webinars, and uh, people always had more questions. But I noticed that with all of that, there wasn't that actual transformation happening in terms of their mm-hmm. own journeys. Um, mm-hmm. And so I realized that for the for transformation to occur, I need to have more a more structured course. That's where, um, you know, um, so Generational Wealth MD is all about the communities. We have the community on Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, and a lot of, um, I, I'm all constantly answering questions, helping people in their own journey, helping mm-hmm. them shift their mindset from working harder and saving more to working smarter, right? So that's the thing, you know, you don't have to work harder, you can get to that point much faster by working smarter so i want you to work smarter mm-hmm. but also do it in a way where you're not creating another job for yourself so yeah. there's a right that's the most important thing because i find with entrepreneurs and people doing side gigs and additional streams of income i always say well look at how much time you're putting into it and mm-hmm. and i say if it's more than two hours a week then that's technically another job so the goal is to help people build that 
stream of income where you know it's it's it grows rapidly much more rapidly than you could with the stock market but also spending as little time as possible on it um and um and so we ha I have the free content on all the platforms I interact with the members um I do free webinars which is um you know mostly to help them change their mindset so mm -hmm. they're actually motivated they understand their why they understand that this is simple and easy and mm -hmm. I really help them do it and then I also have the coaching program where I do um, immersive small group coaching and then I do one-on-one -on -one coaching just to help others do it because Tamara and you've probably seen this too the more we talk to physicians we realize mm -hmm. that you know people think within the high income professionals it's you know it's easy you 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 know this this arrival fallacy you there it's super simple everything's smooth sailing but that's not really true no. I've come across <laughs> physicians yeah and you mm -hmm. know and that's what you talk about also right mm -hmm. uh, on your um, uh, platform um, mm -hmm. I've seen physicians who um, a, a mom who would you know um, commute out uh, of uh, out of town every week to go work uh, every other week to work at a place because she couldn't find something in town that made sense for her i've mm -hmm. seen i see physicians who commute three to four hours a day because that's the only way that they can make it work and i don't think they really want to do it so everyone's struggling mm -hmm. and so this is actually a way to help all of them take that um, struggle and harness it and and help build something that's going to get them to financial freedom that much faster Wonderful, wonderful. Alrighty. So, you know, we have multiple different ways that the generational wealth MD is doing it. So you said that you have um, different platforms, you have communities, you have groups, um, you have uh, group programs, like small groups, and then you're also doing individual coaching to help mindsets. Yeah, to Work help people smarter, actually not get harder. <laughs> exactly, right. And it's it, this is simple, but mm -hmm. when you're on the outside, it seems so complex. It seems overwhelming, right? And mm -hmm. people always have concerns like, do I have the time to do this? Do I have the money to do it? And do I really know enough? Can I trust mm -hmm. myself? I, I hear that a lot, especially with women physicians. Like, I don't know how to cock around my tub. Am I going to be able to run a real estate empire? I hear this all the time. And that's where all the coaching and the, and the, the content comes in. Because there's the content and there's mm -hmm. the community, which is super helpful and you mm -hmm. know the power of community tomorrow when you see people around you doing it and you surround mm -hmm. yourself with those people your momentum is is amazing but then there's also the coaching part to help them get past those obstacles and compress mm -hmm. those timelines essentially right i don't want you to take it took me 10 years to get to this point but i want all of you to be able to do it within two to three years right and i say two to three years but i know when you start you can do it within less than a year if you want to but that's the goal to like compress those timelines and i mm -hmm. think i think i'm impressed i'm actually amazed by what people do once they're in the community because mm -hmm. my journey was long tomorrow and then I see people with the last court we had uh, within the first month more than 60% of the people they they got their first property and this is most of them are first-time investors they were like afraid and they didn't even know if they could do it mm -hmm. but just the, the power of of the community the and the and the coaching is is just so immense and well yeah and just a lot of a lot of uh, wins along the way that I'm super proud of Wow. Wow. So doing very, very, very well, you know, doing, helping, able to build your own empire. I love the word, you know, you're like, I'm helping these women build their empire. I love it. It wasn't like I'm helping them build a real estate dream. I'm building empire. And thus that's the generational wealth portion of it, right? Not just wealth now, but for later, for those who you're passing it on, all your loved ones, all your kids, your grandkids, the kids that you won't see because yes. they're there way after you are here. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. So now you're working. I mean, this is a lot of work, you know, but it's a lot of work helping. You know, it's wonderful. 
But I'm wondering, how is it that you harness all of this? Because it's still emotionally a lot. You're helping. I mean, giving is so empowering. And, you know, it really helps to highlight and to, to really make you feel so much better. But at the same time, it's still giving. So I want to know in the other realm, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And what are you doing for self-care? That's a great question, Tamara. And I, it's such an important question to ask, because mm -hmm. if we're not taking care of ourselves, how are we ever going to be able to take care of others around us, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, and I find that, and I find that um, in the traditional way of teaching and learning that we all pass through, the, there are three things that are ignored, if you ask me. It's it's mm -hmm. your physical health, your emo especially your emotional and your financial health, right? Mm -hmm. We're not taught these things. And it's almost like we're fumbling through life, figuring it out. So uh, <laughs> that in the is last so true. I love the yeah. way that you phrase that. You're right. We are fumbling through life. We're constantly trying to not drop that ball. <laughs> exactly. And we're learning to figure it out on our own most of the time mm -hmm. when we don't really have to. And I mean, the last two years, my eyes have been open to coaching. Um, I've had personal coaches, business coaches. Um, and so for my own emotional health, I have a personal coach um, who, you know, helps me with, uh, you know, teach me all those tools that I need to take it into the world and be able to handle challenging situations. Mm -hmm. So there's that part. I meditate. Um, I'm part of a community of women where we support each other emotionally. So all of that goes towards my emotional health. Mm -hmm. And then um, for my physical health, I have a, so anyone who's done one-on-one -on -one coaching knows the benefits. So I now have a personal one-on-one -on -one fitness uh, coach. I mean, I would mm -hmm. not do it any other way mm -hmm. and go over my diet and, um, we exercise. I mean, so he's on with me live and I exercise uh, five days a week. So that's mm -hmm. part of the physical uh, health part. And then, mm -hmm. and, and then obviously I take time. So the most important thing, like I'm sure you do this too, Tamara, because there's no way a woman can achieve as much as you did without <laughs> doing it. You take blocks of time and you take that for self-care, right? For reading mm -hmm. a book or for, and even when I spend time with my kids, I ensure that I have like these blocks of time where all I'm doing is being completely present with them. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's days, right? Days where it's, there's no phone, it's just me and them. And, and we do that. And, and, I, and I find that all of that really helps me uh, because especially as moms and physician moms, um, there's always mom guilt, right? You always wonder if you're doing <laughs> enough. So, um, so I have four days a week where it's just me and the kids and we just do whatever they want. And then mm -hmm. I, the rest of the time, I work a day, one day a week, and then I have two days for my business. And I take those blocks out so that mm -hmm. I know that I'm giving everything that's important to me the time it needs. Wonderful, wonderful. The block and the dedicated time in order for you to spend with those you love and doing the things you love. You know, this is this business, something that you love. So you get, you're getting time to deliver yourself to each portion of all that's important to you. And so in the end, you feel whole, you know, you're not, you reduces the guilt. We'll always feel guilt, especially mom guilt, you know, but it helps to reduce that because, you know, you've given your all during those allotted times. Wonderful. All right. And now this is my fun question of the day, which I love asking everyone. So if you weren't a doctor, what would you be? Oh my God, that's such a tough question to answer because I'm almost <laughs> inclined to say something like real estate investor or um, an entrepreneur because I'm doing both of those things now. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think I'm going to go with marine biologist because that's oh. my son's thing now. So when he grows up, we're going to be marine biologists. And they're like, I want, I, I'm like my dad. I'm like, no, I'm trying to influence him. Medicine's an amazing full. You should consider it. He's like, you know, mom, I want to be a doctor for the corals. So maybe I'll oh, be a marine biologist. That's a spin on it. But uh, yeah, I, so maybe that. 
I love it. Love it. You're actually my first marine biologist. So very interesting choice. It comes from the mouth of a five year old. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Alrighty. So now we have people who are watching this and they're like, wow, this is so amazing. You know, I can't believe you were able to do all of that and to retire at the age of 41. And you did all of that in 10 years and now you're helping others to compress it in a shorter period of time. So, uh, how can we find her? So, you know, I'm pretty sure they're like, where can I find this wonderful doc? So please let them know where can they find you? Yeah. So we have a Facebook group by the same name, Generational Wealth MD. I have a website, generationalwealthmd.com, where I have a blog, um, a, a podcast on there, if that's mm-hmm. how you want to you know, learn. Um, and then I also have a lot of resources on the website. There's a resources tab where there are calculators in there. But my favorite one, and this is for anyone who's considering this and is new to this, is the is I think that there are two things you really need to really hone in before you start out. And one is your why, right? Why do you mm-hmm. want to do this? And and that's really, really important because when the going gets hard, that's what keeps you going. Like, Absolutely. why do I want to do this? How is this going to change my life? If money were not an object, what mm-hmm. how, how would my life be different? And how would my family's life be different? So that's mm-hmm. the first question you ask yourself. And then the second thing is, where am I right now? Because that's where my journey started. When I started examining where I was and how much passive income my portfolio actually generated and how long before it got I got to financial freedom, those questions are what got me started. So I want you guys to just think about that. And Mm -hmm. uh, and a good resource for that is my financial independence worksheet, where it helps you run through your own numbers, figure out what your financial freedom number is, see how long it's going to take you to get there doing what you're doing right now. And I find that that's usually the, the, the perspective shift that most people need to make mm-hmm. a change in their life. So if you go on to generationalwealthmd.com, the resources tab, there's a financial independence worksheet. So I would recommend everyone go on there and at least go plug your numbers in and get that understanding and take it from there. Wonderful, wonderful. Hey, you know, financial independence helps to really take off a lot of this stress that we have in life. There are a lot of stressors. You know, we have the stress in trying to spend enough time with our family, stress with our work, bringing in enough income, being able to do things that um, help to enhance our lives, right? Or even to take breaks, to be able to go on vacation, be able to decide like how many hours we want to work, where is it going to be for me to spend the quality time that I have, especially here on, you know, earth or wherever it is that we are like you know you really needed a quick assessment and as you said that you have these tools that are there to help so for those of you guys who are listening you know this is one of the ways to be able to help to reduce your stress to kind of find out where you are right now where you would like to be and your reason as to why you're doing that so i love this i probably will be tapping into you Absolutely, in the future to find out some more about this. And I do want to let those who are listening know that we do have our Your Caring Society that's out there to help our busy professional women put their health and their wellness. Now, we know wellness finances is a part of wellness. Let's not, you know, kid ourselves, you know, being financially savvy or having enough so that you can reduce your stress is a part of wellness. So I definitely will be tapping into Dr. Param and we'll see if we can try to get her later on as to be a part of our society guest speaker so we can help our ladies to put their health and wellness first, reduce your stress. You can do that for at least two hours a month. Why? There's 730 hours in the month. You don't need to work all 730, right? 
You need to dedicate exactly. two to yourself so that you can be the best person that you can be for those who are around you. So our society, the doors are open for it. So you can go to your caring docs dot com slash society that's you are c-a-r-i-n-g d-o-c-s dot com slash society if you want to send me a private message you can find me your karen docs or tamara beckford on all our platforms right send me a private message if you want to set up a quick time to just be like what is this your karen society that you're talking about absolutely we'll be happy to do that all righty dr param thank you thank you so much you delivered tons of jams. I know that a lot of people going into the new year and they're like, Ooh, I need to really amp it up. 2022 can be their best year ever, right? Yeah. You can help them to build that generational wealth. So all they have to do is just go onto your website, generationalwealthmd.com. Calculators are there. Ways for you to assess yourself is there. And yes, 2022 is the year where you're going to put yourself first including your financial and generational wealth. Thank you so much, Dr. Brown. Do you want to say hello to anyone before we go? No, just uh, I want to say I reiterate what you said back, um, Tamara, make uh, 2022 your breakthrough year. Because mm -hmm. all, you know, it's it's never about being ready. It's about making that decision. So make that decision. And mm -hmm. um, always remember that it's not just about financial freedom. Financial freedom leads to time freedom, location freedom. And I want that for all of you. So happy, happy new year to everyone. Happy new year. So we'll see you guys next year. And this is a wonderful way for us to end 2021. Why? Because we have the tools to get better in 2022. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you and bye-bye.